The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an old pie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Hey, hey. World Cup season. And this has just been an absolutely exciting World Cup. Maybe one of the best I can remember in a long time upsets and crazy events and penalty kicks and Adam is just out of his mind because England is in the final eight. Isn't Oof. that true? Wow. What a what an absolute roller coaster over the last couple of days. I mean uh, it was uh, quite an amazing game to be winning and then conceding a goal in the dying seconds of the injury time and then ninety yeah. third uh, minute yeah, oh my goodness. I just thought I just thought I could see it all over and then we went to penalty kicks and obviously the English history in penalty kicks is not exactly great, but I think we've we've na- now now we've done it. We we've won a penalty kick shootout. Who knows what's happening? It, it maybe it's finally coming home. We'll see. I think the difference is Harry Kane, right? I mean, he you in previous shootouts you didn't have Harry Kane. The guy is like uh ice water in his veins. I tell you, yeah, I would, I would take him and Gary Lineker for penalty kicks every day of the week. You know, he has absolutely been tremendous, and he's been, at, even, even as a player as well, just play in, in terms of his general play on the field, he's been really, really good. Yeah, he's definitely taken the team to a new level. I think everybody's just kind of, you know, um, feeling his um, confidence and and really. Uh, really regrouping because of that so it's it's been a, it's been a really nice uh, nice thing for England so let me ask you this 93rd minute Colombia scores that goal in your mind what is i mean i at that moment are you thinking to yourself oh here we go again i can't believe yeah. it here we go again that's exactly what i that's exactly what i felt i'm like oh my god i can't believe this and then as soon as the extra time started you know, I'm thinking it's going to go to penalty kicks because I just didn't see them really scoring a goal. Um, and I thought we were kind of running out of gas as well. And then when it went to penalty kicks, that was just the most nerve-wracking, you know, thing I've, I've certainly watched in a long time. Um, but I, jumping up and down, I was definitely jumping up and down when we won it. So especially after we, we missed one and then they're like, oh, my goodness. just It's just a roller coaster of emotions. It really is. <laughs> they showed uh, a couple of the... Uh, British announcers that work for Fox, they who are watching the game in the studio. You know, they always have the camera yeah. on those guys, and you know these are reserved Englishmen. You know, uh, who do discuss these these uh, matters very uh, matter of factly, uh, and yet when a moment like that happens, just an explosion of emotions. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, it, it's. It's so, obviously, when you're so close to it and you've seen it all before. I mean, I've witnessed the penalty kick shootouts that we've lost to Germany on a couple of times and and just gone through that. And you're just like, oh, here we go again. But then to actually do it, to win it, especially even after being down in the penalty kick shootout. What a, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's the biggest sense of relief that you'll ever get. It's just like sheer bliss and just like okay maybe this is it maybe there's a reason we did this so <laughs> when we'll you played out. did you ever take penalty kicks were you the penalty kick guy 
I did take penalty kicks, um, I, and I missed a few. There's no question. Um, I've scored some big ones in pressure situations, but I've also missed some. So it, it's yeah, it's all part of it. And I think that's why Harry Kane's so good because the guy never misses. I mean, he's just ice cold. He just and it's not the uh, same place every time. It's like you know, I it, it used to be every time was in the left yeah. upper corner, and then the goalies got wise to it. Uh, and then he just started. Put, he put one in the middle. He put one on the uh, right side. I'm unbelievable. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's so good. And I think what's really different about this team, maybe from other, is this. They're just so much more professional. I mean, they talk about how they practice, and even Harry Kane was talking about he. You know, he envisions if he gets two penalty kicks in a game. I mean, obviously, sometimes three penalty kicks in a game. He knows where he's going to put each one. Wow. Which is never, which has never happened before with some of these with the English teams. So I think their organization, their preparation is, is at a whole different level. Even the goalkeeper was talking about how he knew which way that all of the penalty kick takers were going to go. And that was so, a great save. The one save, yeah, great save, unbelievable. I mean, and, and the thing is, the the save before they scored off the corner kick, we really haven't seen too much about it, but. It was an amazing save. I mean, that thing was going potentially into the top corner, which went out for the corner. I'd love to see. I just haven't seen enough replays of it, but it was a heck of a shot. And then he made that great save, and then obviously they scored. But, but yeah, what what a good day. Glad they're on. We'll see what we got left. We'll see how it goes. So a couple things, uh, a couple more things about England quickly. Uh, I I was – Reading about the team, and there's a couple of interesting tidbits. For instance, they, it's like a rainbow coalition team of England. I mean, Kane's father is Irish. Okay. Dyer grew up in Portugal. Sterling, yeah, Portugal. born in Jamaica. Lingard's parents came from St. Vincent. Deli mm-hmm. Ali's father is from Nigeria. So, you know, this is like a British Empire uh, team. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. Quite a quite a group of different nationalities, but that's really what what teams are these days. I mean, when you think about it, it's so, you just so many different cultures, that's and maybe true. that and maybe that's something that they've really kind of uh, got to know each other real well. So that's been kind of nice. And still, the most interesting character on the team, as far as I'm concerned, is Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy, who was playing in like fifth division, what three years ago or four years ago. And is now playing for his national team um, in the uh, World Cup after you know the, the incredible Leicester City uh, run a few years ago. I mean, that guy, they're actually writing a movie about it. I don't know if you know about this, but they're making a movie about his life story. I'll tell you what, that would be a perfect movie. Like you said, in terms of what he's done, where he's gone, I mean, he got... Uh, released when he was younger by, I think he was at Sheffield Wednesday, and then he ended up transferring, I think it was like a million pound transfer to Leicester. And then from Leicester, you know, obviously he was uh, basically one of the best players of the season that year when Leicester won the won the league. So, yeah, it's, it's really amazing. He's 31 years old, so he's no spring chicken. He's probably one of the older players on the team. Right. And, uh, but yeah, when you look at his history, all of them non-league teams, and really didn't accomplish, you know, really didn't accomplish much until he hit Leicester, and I think he's got 82 goals already playing for them. So <laughs> I'd love to, I'd love to see him get an important goal. I mean, I, I you hate to say this, and I should I should knock on something, but it looks like England has uh, a pretty good path 
potentially to the finals. I mean, it's yeah. a, at least it's easier on this side of the on the bracket than it was on the other side where Belgium won their won their division and ended up having to play Brazil in the quarterfinals. Yeah. And, and England's yeah. playing Sweden. Although Sweden has beaten just about everybody. So uh, Yeah. You know what? Before we continue, we forgot our uh, World Cup uh, audio. This is the World Cup Report. The World Cup Report on Free Kicks. All right, so let's do a, a quick recap of some of the other games. Um, we're now through the round of 16. Uh, the uh, quarterfinals begin tomorrow. And there were some great games in that round of 16. I, I want to talk about a couple of them. How about that France-Argentina game? Oh, yeah. What a great game. Yeah, really was a really good game. Back and forth. Um, you know, obviously, check score changes in terms of the games. But, yeah, I mean, really a really nice game to watch in terms of how the team just kind of went back and forth. And then you had uh, Mbappe, who just kind of took it upon himself to take over the game. Kid, 19-year-old kid. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it, it was really uh, a really great performance, on, and, and his finishes was just absolutely fantastic. Really, really good finishes, especially in the positions that we, he was in. And, and Argentina, in the very closing seconds of that game, actually had a chance to tie it up and make it 4-4. Four to four. I mean, it was just, it just a totally exciting game. Yeah, really was, really was. Very good game. Definitely, if people get a chance to watch that, it's probably going to go down as one of the best games in World Cup history just because of its way it was back and forth. And, and it, like you said, for a 19-year-old to uh, to win it for him, what a, what, a, what a great performance it really was. A couple of big upsets in this round, too. Um, Portugal losing to Uruguay. Now, Uruguay is a good team, but I think, I think everyone thought Portugal was going to go a little further than this, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, it was that was an interesting game. It was funny because I was in the middle of we're doing a sea license course and the lead instructor is actually from Portugal. So we had to carve out some time in our busy busy schedule of of evaluating our coaches in our courses up in Rockford and uh between 12 and 3. So we actually had quite a nice group of Portuguese people watching the game and and it was interesting. I chatted with him a little bit afterwards and he said, "Well, what did you think?" And he's like, you know, he didn't feel that bad about it. I mean, he's a pretty level-headed guy, but, you know, they played pretty well. It's they just did. That, yeah. It's just that Uruguay were just that little bit better. And I really do like this Uruguay team, even though they've got some some craziness in terms of, you know, Luis Suarez, and he, <laughs> yeah. he does those little things. But right. those two goals Cavani scored, whew, those were fantastic. They were. And, and their work rate is really second to none. I think they're probably the hardest working team. They just don't give up. I mean, that's what's really kind of nice about that team. And as a coach, their defense. Yeah, I mean, exactly. They they are well organized. You you watch the team. They're, they're never out of position. Um, and that back four is uh, is impenetrable. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, and I, I know we talked about it before, but. I'm a firm believer if you can get that back four right, other things will then kind of fall into place. And that's what they've done there. I think they've really focused on making sure defensively they were solid and they could, they've they done that. And then they've, they've got two fantastic goal scorers in Cavani and Suarez, and they've been able to you know take them to where they need to go. But defensively, I think that was the first goal, the first goal they conceded in yeah. this World Cup. So, uh, you know, that gives you an idea of how solid they are. So, yeah, they're going to be a real tough team to beat. There's no question. 
The other game that I was um, really surprised by was Belgium-Japan. I mean, Japan played the game of their lives against Belgium and really should have won that game. I don't know how they didn't win that game. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I'll be honest with you. When they went up 2 nothing, and, uh, you know, with Martinez at the helm, he's not exactly renowned for his um, comeback ability type right. of situation. Um, and uh, and I he thought, looked scared. Thought, it showed him on the sidelines. He looked scared. He was like his life was flashing through his eyes. No question. I thought, I thought they were done and dusted. And then he makes a couple of substitutions. Fellaini comes on. Chadley comes on. And the whole game changed. I mean, they went yeah. big and strong. They started pumping the balls forward. De Bruyne got pushed up. And all of a sudden, the game changed. And Fellaini scored. And then Chadley scored the winner. So to be fair to him, he looked like a master in terms of his coaching ability by adding those players in. His two substitutes ended up uh, scoring the goals, one to tie it and then one to win it. And uh, yeah, they, they got through. So again, they're a team that, scores a lot of goals i mean i think they've scored i think they scored over 12 goals already in this world cup in four games yeah but they but defensively you know they look a little shaky uh at the, in the back at times so i think we'll company see. is not he's not 100 percent. i mean he yeah. when he's in there they just they actually look worse with him in there i hate to say it because he's one of my favorite players i yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got. They, there's no question they've got talent in the back. It just seems yeah. they, they don't seem to be as well oiled machine like a Uruguay, for example. You know, they're just not clicking. Um, and maybe, it, it, and they're going to have to click against Brazil. There's no yeah. question in the quarterfinals. Yeah. yeah, they better bring it. I, I also yeah. think that uh, playing De Bruyne so far back makes no sense at all. Yeah, I know that's been a, definitely a lot of discussion. When they pushed him up in that last 10, 15 minutes, that's when they, I mean, that, that third goal, that oh. was all him. Yeah. That was all him. He, you know, the breakout. That was a hundred yard run. <laughs> exactly, but that was because he got it and he just went. And yeah. so, why would you not give him the ball closer to the goal? That's he, what he's one of the most dangerous players in the world. What? Yeah. yeah. All right. So the other side of the bracket was the penalty kick bracket. You know, the Spain and Russia. I just I said to my son, we were watching it together. I said, when they went to penalty kicks, I said, you watch. Spain is going to lose this game. They just had, I don't know. They just didn't really show up for that game. One of those little dinky passes. First of all, Iniesta was on the bench. Inexplicable yeah. to me why why I, you would do that. And, uh, and Spain just looked like they were just expecting to win it was just going to happen and sometimes <laughs> you can't just show up yeah i totally agree i was shocked with iniesta uh being on the bench I, I think that was a huge mistake on their part i just think he can do so many more things and even even like a david silver you know you sub him for iniesta you know right. i just kind of thought that was a strange thing why not keep them both on right. those things <laughs> right exactly <laughs> You know, I'm just, you know, maybe they can create some things. But, yeah, and, you know, and Costa wasn't quite himself. It just seemed like, obviously, Russia just bunkered in. It was just... I don't think uh, Costa saw the ball all game. I don't think... I think he touched it like three times. Yeah, he just never got any service, had a hard time. I mean, statistically, it was just some of the stats I saw. 1,200 passes to 200 for Russia. Um, But a lot of it, and people talk about it, you know, they... Spain were kind of doing this crab. It was like crab football, back yeah. and forth. Yeah. It was going back to side to side. wasn't really going anywhere. There was no right. real penetration. 
and maybe that's why when we talk about an Iniesta and a Silva, those guys can unlock defenses a little bit. So those are those are types of players you need in that type of a situation. But I think yeah. if you have if you have twelve hundred passes, that's too many. Yeah. <laughs> Totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, they just just obviously couldn't finish it. They kind of did too much with the ball in terms of going back and forth, and uh, it just wasn't there. And like you said, you know, when it gets down to penalty kicks, anything can happen. And De Gea did not have a good World Cup. No, uh, he so. didn't. I just can't believe that because he is such a great keeper. Yeah, really good goalie, and it just—I think they even statistically, I saw uh, seven shots and six goals. You know that was how bad it was. Wow! You know, he, I think he literally made one save all tournament, and uh, I saw a little. There was a little meme that went out there. There was somebody threw uh, threw a water bottle at him, and they said, "Oh, you made a save in the World Cup." <laughs> <laughs> so it was good. So yeah, but um, but yeah, it's certainly a rough one, especially because he's been so strong and solid for Manchester United this year, and uh, right. yeah, disappointing for him. Hopefully, he can rebound and come back again. So uh, another penalty kick game uh, was the Croatia versus Denmark game, and, and again, this is one where at the end of the game. Modric gets the penalty kick during the yeah. play of during the run of the game and he missed it. Then they go to penalty kicks and he has to do it again. And you could just see the look in his eye like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I have to do this again." But he nailed it. He put it yeah. in. And Croatia goes through on penalty kicks. But I actually thought Denmark outplayed Croatia in that game. Yeah, I, I thought Denmark played pretty well. I thought, and certainly Schmeichel, oh, what a game! In, yeah. term, in terms of a goalkeeping performance, he was that was probably one of the best performances I've ever seen by a goalkeeper. Make that save, and he really was uh, such a huge presence on the on the field, and you know, especially with his dad. Peter what, that wasn't that cool. That was yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. what he looked like, and I, as soon as they showed him, like, oh yeah, of course, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was great with him watching his son play, and obviously Peter having such a fantastic career, and then yeah. watching his son just perform at the the highest of highest of levels. That was that's probably as a as a father's probably one of the proudest moments he's ever had. So, so yeah, that was that was it was uh, it was a tough one for 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 Denmark. Like I said, I thought they did enough to win it. Uh, Croatia, obviously, a good skilled side, but again, you know, they struggled to score. It seems yeah. like they just you know they're having a hard time scoring goals, and you know we'll see how they do against Russia. But uh, they've got a, a nice path in terms of where they got to go. That's for sure. That's true. Now, a- as we stand here. After the, uh, the, now we're down to the final eight. The uh, the top ten teams in the world, seven of them are not in the final eight. Number yeah. one team, according to FIFA's rankings, Germany is out, Portugal is out, Argentina, Switzerland, Poland, Chile, which didn't even qualify. They're the ninth ranked That's team right. in the world, and Spain out. So so there have been some some big upsets brazil belgium and france are the only three that are in the top 10 and they're all in the same bracket so you know that that side is definitely tougher now look let's uh, quickly remember after the before the first round you and i each picked that first round Uh, yeah i'll give you the results if you're interested i am we each picked 13 of 16 so uh, I missed uh, Mexico, Russia, and Japan, and you missed Sweden, Croatia, and Japan. Okay. Then we had, remember we're in that pool. 
in yeah. the uh, World Cup pool. Uh, you you have eight points after uh, the two rounds, and you still have two teams in it, Brazil and England. Okay. I have two points, and I have no teams left. So I <laughs> I think you might win that one. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So so That's you're the good. congratulations uh, on the big win. Um, actually, I did a pool in uh, for uh, my soccer club, Green White, and I actually picked Belgium, England, Denmark, and Japan. So I, I had I picked four teams that made it into the the round of sixteen. Wow, that's uh, impressive. I may win some actual cash there. <laughs> good, that's good. All right, so if you're if you're a listener of this show, uh, there's lots of different ways you can find us. Um, be sure to check us out at iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're at Stitcher. Tune in. Uh, if you'd like to subscribe to the show, you can. Uh, we've got an RSS feed on the Radio Misfits. Uh, we've got a Free Kicks page on the RadioMisfits.com uh, website as well. Um, let's do one more audio clip, and we'll do a preview of the final eight, okay? Okay. From around the world and into your cup, this is the World Cup Report on Free Kicks. Okay. It's time to pick the final eight. Uh, we're we're going to start with the uh, the Uruguay France game, which uh, will be happening tomorrow, Friday. Uh, yep. And uh, uh, Cavani is injured, is what I'm hearing. He's not going to play. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely going to make a big uh, big impact on it. Um, obviously, France has been very good. Um, to be fair, probably Griezmann's probably been the player that hasn't done as much for them as maybe they expected. Good. I um, hate that stupid dance that he does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so maybe he might be the player that might come through. But uh, I think France are going to have a hard time unlocking that Uruguay defense for sure. Um, I, I, I think this is. I think this is going to go to penalty kicks. I really do. I, wow. I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't pick a winner out of these two because I just think France is going to have a hard time unlocking them. And then I think Uruguay wins it on penalty kicks. That's my prediction. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to pick France uh, just because of the Cavani uh, situation. But you yeah. know, remember at the beginning of the World Cup, I also promised you that I would write songs for each of the uh, teams. Yes. So this is a tradition. If you ever go to a uh, football slash soccer game, you go in the crowd, and the crowd's all singing songs. And sometimes it's the national anthem, or sometimes it's just uh, you know little parody songs that the fans get together and write. And I, uh, as a former professional parody writer, uh, have decided to give them a couple of free ones. All right. This is. Uh, <laughs> This is for the uh, folks in Uruguay, right? Remember the song You're 16 by Ringo Starr? Adam, do you remember that one? I do not remember okay. it. That's okay. there. I've got, I, if I hear it, I probably may recognize it. Okay. Uh, it was actually a Johnny Burnett hit in 1960. It became a, okay. a number one hit for Ringo Starr in 1974. And, okay. Uh, it goes a little bit like this. Uruguay is my team. Light blue and clean, except for Suarez most of the time. Uruguay, South American for don't bite. That is my free one for Uruguay. <laughs> All right. I like it. Here's France. This is uh, to the tune of Let's Dance by David Bowie. 
That one I do know. A classic. <laughs> it's a classic. 1983. Number one hit. We're France. The superstar team they call the Blues. We're France. The country of Pogba and Pepe Le Pew. We're <laughs> France. On days when Griezmann and Giroud are on. We're France. Why, well, yes, in fact, we do have some gray poupon. All right. That's a free one. That's good. That's uh, good. All right. So let's go to the, <laughs> the next game. Um, Brazil versus Belgium. Yeah. This this is this is going to be the game. I think this will probably be the best game out of all the quarterfinals. Um, I think uh, with both teams, you got to – Brazil has the ability to really score well if they choose to do that. Um, I'll be interested to see if Firmino gets a little bit more playing time. I think he's been a little bit unlucky so far to not play as much. I know uh, the manager seems to be a big fan of uh, Jesus, but I hope Firmino gets in because he scored that goal when he came in. Yeah, he played Um, five minutes and scored a goal. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm hoping that he gets a little bit of time, but then also Belgium's got some players that can unlock it. Obviously, the Chelsea Chelsea group in terms of players that they can do, obviously Hazard can do some things, and former Chelsea player Kevin De Bruyne can definitely do some things. But I, I really do think this is uh, Brazil's uh, trophy this year in terms of at least get to the final. Um, I think they're going to win this 1-2-1. Yeah, I also like Brazil in this game. and I, I was watching... Uh uh, a Switzerland TV station do a report on uh, Brazil, and they timed how much time Neymar spends on the ground <laughs> so far. <clears throat> he has been on the ground writhing in pain for 14 minutes yeah. through this thing. So, he, I mean, it is a little ridiculous. That last one where he got stepped on, outside, you know, it looked like it kind of hurt a little bit but come on yeah. don't you agree totally agree I, I yeah you hate to say it but now i think he's really starting to get a bad reputation i think people are seeing this it's distracting from the team because it is a good team and this and a, a lot of people are coming out are really just saying look dude you just gotta you gotta you gotta figure just play your game stop doing this stuff and just play obviously he's a great player but he's taken this to a whole new level so if yeah. he's going to continue to do this it's it's really going to hurt him in terms of you know uh, his legacy really and that's and that's going to be a shame for him yeah i do think that the uh, belgium team has some big power up front uh, that may that may be a problem for brazil you know lukaku that guy is a beast yeah, yeah, lukaku you put fellaini in yeah. there like you said when they when they went big at the end there they were very, very good. So I, 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 I foresee that happening again, and that could cause some problems for Brazil. I just, I think, just Brazil's got too much. Okay. So Belgium, uh, I've got a song for Belgium. Uh, you remember uh, the song "Louis Louis" by oh, the Kingsmen? Yes. Yes. Classic. All right. Here it goes. This is. These are not full songs because I don't think people are going to remember full songs. <laughs> uh, this is Louis Louis. All right, Lukaku. Belgium striker, call him Lukaku. Yeah, 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 Lukaku. De Bruyne to Hazard to Lukaku. Score us a goal or maybe two. That's my free one for Belgium and now for Brazil. This is to the tune of the girl from Ipanema. 
right. And by the way, I should tell you that I wrote songs for all of the teams, so the 16, and the best one was the one for Portugal, which you'll never hear. You'll, <laughs> you'll never hear it, but it's, it, uh, it could be released as a single. It's that good. <laughs> all right. The Girl from Ipanema. Do you remember that song? I do not. That's one that's over me. Oh, really? Wow. Wow. You, you got to get out more. All right. So this I was, this was a huge hit in the 60s. I, I I know you're born in the '70s. So, exactly. But, uh, I was yeah. just gonna say that. I was just just yeah, yeah. just a little bit before my yeah. time. All right. They created the beautiful game. The boys from Brazil use only one name, and when they pass, the boys and girls all say, "Ah." They've won it all five times now with so much style. We all say, wow, if he wants Neymar to pass, Coutinho need only ask. There we go. That's Brazil. That that one was so good, and you have no idea how good it was because you don't know the originals. Well, it's funny. <laughs> I, I recognize the tune. I just did, I absolutely recognize the tune, no question. I just didn't know what it was called. I mean, the girl from Ipanema. I mean that's that's that doesn't really ring off the top of my tongue every time, you know. Okay. So that's for sure. But yeah, I certainly recognize the two. All right, I forgive you. <laughs> okay, now let's go to the battle of the Slavs. We have uh, Russia versus Croatia, and again, huge advantage for Russia playing in front of their home fans, and that seems to have really sparked them so far. Yeah, no question. I think this is really, for me, this is probably the toughest game to really predict because I just think Russia's just going to sit in. Croatia's going to probably try to try and get in behind them at times, but I just don't know what's going to happen in this game in terms of how it's going to go. Um, I, I think that uh, it could be kind of a nullified type of a game. It's probably going to be the least exciting of the games to watch. Right. And... Um, I, I really think that Croatia has enough to win, but with what Russia's done so far, I, I, again, I see this going to penalty kicks, and um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know, a Russia victory on penalty kicks again. I, I really think that that can happen. Yeah, I think it can happen too. I'm going to pick Croatia just because I think they're a better team, but yeah. uh, I, I agree with you. That, that one Russian up front, the guy that looks a little bit like Lurch, <laughs> from the Adams family, uh, what's his name again? It's escaping me. Yeah, there's uh, there was Zigoff and there was Zhirasev, I think it was, uh, and Zhirkov. Yeah. yeah, the gigantic guy, the guy yeah, who looks yeah. like he's six eight. Um, that guy, if he, I mean, if he scores early, Croatia could be in trouble. If they, if if Russia can squawk in a goal at the beginning, there, I think uh, I think Croatia could be in in uh, in, in bad shape. Yeah, no, I agree. And I was joking with people about this. I'm like, if we can name five Russian players by the end of this World Cup, we'll all be doing well. So, I mean, we just don't know. We we'll, we keep watching them, but we still can't remember who they are. That's yeah, that's true. Thing. In fact, I don't have any of their names in the song either, if you'd like to hear the, uh, the Russia song goes to the tune of If I Were a Rich Man. Oh, yeah, classic. Which uh, is from Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. If I Were a Russian... Oh, Putin, 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 dumb. There is one that I would not besmirch. The one that looks like Lurch. You rang. That's my <laughs> Russian song. Now, nice. the uh, the uh, Croatia song is to the uh, 
the tune of The Bitches Back by Elton John. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, that's the 70s. I didn't want to you know, get it too early for you, you chi- yeah, child. You. I know. I keep forgetting how young you are. Okay. All right, so this is, uh, this is a, my tribute to the fact that every single player on Croatia's last name ends with itch. <laughs> okay. Oh, the itch. Oh, the itch. Yes, the itch is back. Croatia has itches all over the map. you got Modric and Rebic and Rakitic, too. They all end with itch. You know that it's true. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Now we get to our final game. Now, I don't know if you care that much about this one. It's a think, Sweden against what is, what is this other team here? <laughs> yes. The English are coming. The English are coming for sure. So yeah, this is exciting for England to be in a quarterfinal again. So that I'm I'm excited to see how they do. So this is um, the first time since ninety eight? No. What when was um, the year they were in the quarterfinals? Well, they got to the semifinals all the way back in 90. 90, um, that's right. Yeah, so that was the furthest. They kind of lost in the second round a couple of times. So this is the first time they've been back in the quarterfinals for a little while. Was that David um, Beckham on that team in 90? David Beckham um, was not on that team, no. He was on 98 team. Him, 98, that was, that's right. That was the infamous red card that he got oh, against right. uh, Portugal. Yes, yeah. Right. So that was the one that, that happened. But, uh, but yeah, this game, again, it's going to be a tough game, no question. Um, I think Sweden probably will go in. They kind of probably go in as a little bit of the underdog um, just because of the history behind everything. Uh, and, they, and they've done a really good job of kind of beating some of the best teams in the world so far. Well, I think Sweden and Russia before. are the two biggest surprises in this final eight. Yeah, no question. I mean, they've beaten some big teams. They've come through, done extremely well. But, you know, you know, Emotion aside, I think England's just got they've got a player in Harry Kane that really obviously leading the leading the World Cup with goals scored. Uh, he's got six goals from nine shots. That's pretty impressive, no matter how you look at it. And uh, I just think it's I just think he's. I think the, three of them are penalty kicks, though, right? Or four? Yeah, of them, that, even, yeah. that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, three three of them have been penalty kicks, but you know, he, to be fair, he's probably been the one fouled for most of them. So that's true. That's <laughs> so that's point. the good thing. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just really think that they've just got a little bit more quality than Sweden does. I think Sweden's going to be pretty direct, and uh, you know, England. I thought showed some pretty good signs against Colombia in terms of their play and their, they're playing out of the back. So, I'm predicting an England two-one win in just ninety minutes. So no penalty kicks this time. No penalty kicks. I also am picking England. I have. Uh, it seems like it's that year. It seems like all the stars are aligning for this team, and I know that this makes you nervous when I talk this way. But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just say it because you know I'm I'm not English. I'm allowed to say this. Um, you know, each each step of the way, they've been getting breaks that they don't normally get, and yes. and it's just been fun to watch this team. They they're a young team. They're not uh, you know overburdened by the pressures of their ancestors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Some of yeah. those previous English teams, they were so tight that you could just, they just look like they were trying not to lose. Yes. And, and this team feels like they are on a mission and, and they've, you know, let's face it. Sweden is not the toughest team. They should be able to beat them. Germany beat them. <laughs> Yeah, right. exactly. Well, there you go. That tells you something. If right. Germany beat them, yeah, England exactly. can beat them. 
no question. And and I think they could beat either Russia or Croatia. I see England in the final game. I think they're going to be in the finals against Brazil. That's yeah. what I'm predicting. I agree. I, I I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. All right, I have one more song. I'm not going to bother doing one for Sweden. They're really not worth it. Um, no offense, Sweden. Um, this one is. Do you remember the song "Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head"? Of course, okay. of course. I, it, you know, came out in 1969. I just wasn't sure. Uh, B.J. Thomas. Uh, this one is about uh, my new favorite player, Harry Kane. Okay. Yeah. Kane shots replaying in my head. Corner kicks and penalties in white shirts and in red. What Harry got to do? You will always think of him as England's third most famous Harry. Unless he wins it all, then Prince and Potter will be small. (laughs) Prince Harry. Harry Potter. That's great. I like it. I think he will soon be number one in England. If they win it all, they can start making statues, don't you think? I totally agree. Well, they were saying I saw 24 million people watch the England game in England. There's only 60 million in the country, and that doesn't include all the people in the pubs watching it. So it's 24 million people. And 18 million only watched the world wedding for the other Harry. So that gives you an idea. (laughs) So he's already number two. He's already number two. So Harry Potter's got a little bit more money than Harry Kane, but that's all right. But by the end of this... Harry Kane will be able to get whatever he wants. That's for sure. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hope that uh, England keeps it up. If you'd like to know more about Adam and Rick, you can follow us on Twitter, FK with Adam and Rick, and Facebook, uh, Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. You can check out our day jobs. I'm an author and publisher of Eckhart's Press, eckhartspress.com. Obviously not a professional singer. Uh, also the co-host of the Minutia Men podcast with David Stern. Adam is the technical director, uh, director of coaching of the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. This, uh, the executive producer of this podcast is Tony Lasano of Opi Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week to talk about the semifinals of the World Cup and another episode of Free Kicks. <laughs> Proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?